Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about stay in your seat, talking about your heavenly seat in Christ that we're in. And we've been talking about the last couple of days about sometimes how God stretches us and having the ability to relax into that stretch. And when we relax into that stretch, it builds up this potential energy, this stored potential that can be released at the right time. And we also talked about how God, just like in sports, how a lot of sports where, for example, a golf swing, the, the golfer does a backswing first. He stores up that potential, but then he doesn't want to just release all that potential right away. He wants to initiate his transfer toward the target, toward the ball with his lower body first. And he wants to let the club head lag behind so that it begins to develop some torque and power and club head speed. Now, as I was thinking about this, I have a section in my book, The Eighth Date, where we talk about this concept. How do you transfer that power from being stored up? We've got this, all this potential stored up on the inside of us, all this potential God has for us in our life. How do we transfer that into the point of contact where we see it showing up in our physical world? We see it showing up in our everyday life. And I once had a hitting instructor in college and in playing baseball. One of the best hitting instructors I've been around. And he used to always tell his hitters, the biggest key to maintaining that power and transferring that power, his verbal cue was to stay in your seat, to stay in your seat. He had a way of teaching his hitters the mechanics of how to use their legs and hips to transfer that power. And his verbal cue on how to do that was to stay in your seat. Often the hitter would begin to kind of lunge forward and lose that positioning in his seat. And when he would do that, all of the power was lost. So he would say, stay in your seat. So I'm going to read a section from my book, The Eighth Date. We're going to talk about this here for a second. We're going to read a section from here about this. So it says his number one verbal cue for transferring that energy was to stay in your seat. He taught his hitters to use their hips and legs to transfer the power of the swing by imagining that they were keeping their hips in an imaginary chair. When the hitter left his seat, he lost the connection with his power. This is also our number one cue in the mechanics of transferring God's power. Stay in your seat. We've been seated in heavenly places with Christ at God's right hand, where he's working for our good. And staying in our seat is the source of power. Just like a pitcher in baseball is trying to negate the hitter's power, Life is trying to pull us out of our seat. Life's throwing demands, needs, and issues at us all the time. And we must make contact, contact with them by staying in our seat. When we stay in our seat, God's power is backing us. But when we leave our seat, we're doing things in our own strength rather than God's. So say, staying in our seat is how we transfer God's power into the world. And I think one of the biggest keys to staying in our seat and letting grace flow through us is winning the battle at the gate. That is in our mind and imagination. Winning the battle in our mind and imagination. And one of the best ways to do that, that I know of, is to, win, to consistently win that battle in the mind and imagination. Is to take communion consistently. Take communion consistently is one of the best ways i found to turn my mind, to get it focused back on God. That little reminder, that little nudge. 
And so we're going to take communion over this today. Asking God to help us to stay in our seat, to keep that positioning regularly. But why do we take communion every day? Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion to examine ourselves, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why so many among you are weak and sick and a number of you fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. So let's take a moment to examine ourselves. Let's start by celebrating. What are the ways that we walked in the light today? What are the ways you stayed in your heavenly seat today? You walked in love. You walked in the truth. We're in our seat. We're at rest in our soul. Maybe ways that we put God first. We were open and honest and transparent. Present and full of joy. Walking in love, kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs. We were self-controlled, responding with faith and positivity, even in the face of adversities, maybe. Ways we obeyed, we took action, we persevered, we kept going when things got tough. Maybe we gave ourselves or our others grace. Just take a moment to think back over the last day. And then we've all got buttons that get, can get pushed in our life. Life wants to put some pressure on us sometimes to get out of position, to get out of our heavenly seat. Some of the symptoms of that will be broken fellowship with God or people feel like there's a strain in the relationship. We might find ourselves snapping at people or under stress and frustration, heaviness and pressure, lacking self-control, responding in a harsh or angry way, feeling down or depressed or complaining, venting, pouting, being ungrateful. Toiling in our mind, trying to figure everything out. Retaliating at people, giving them the silent treatment, avoiding people. Maybe we're focused on lack. Not enough time, not enough money, not enough resources, rather than the promises of God, who's more than enough. We'll feel unfulfilled. We'll feel like something's missing. Because in Christ, there's fullness in him. So take a moment, just examine ourselves. We're going to bring these areas to God, ask him to help us to, to reprogram our hearts so that we stay positioned in the light, we stay in our heavenly seat consistently. And how we're going to do that, we're going to start with just gratitude and forgiveness. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that every moment of every day, we get this opportunity to walk in the light with you, to be one with you. 
And we ask you to forgive us of any ways that maybe our buttons got pushed. We lost our positioning, stepped out of the light. We ask you to forgive us for that. We're going to forgive ourselves. We're going to take that pressure off of ourselves. We're going to take steps to get that peace back in any relationships that are lacking the peace. And Father, I thank you that what you put within us is more than enough to help us to respond in whatever comes our way in a beautiful, graceful way. And we're asking for your help to grow it and cultivate what you put within us so that we respond in a beautiful, graceful way. We keep that positioning. Helping us to transfer that power that you've got for us to the point of contact, to the point of where we need it in this world. And we think of the night Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways. And God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together, seated us together with him. Made us one with him. And communion is a celebration of our union with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today. In a covenant relationship with God. So Father I thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus name. If you reduce you can take your juice. All right, let's talk about some practical application into our health and fitness. So I believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So. Let's do a little examining of ourselves in health and fitness. What buttons get pushed that maybe cause you to get derailed in your health and fitness? Maybe emotional eating, could be busy schedules, could be not making progress as fast as you want. What is the thing that keeps, has the highest tendency to derail yourself? Let's bring those areas to God. Asking him for help with those things today. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, 
you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.